This is John Harris. I'm the Executive Director for the Tennessee Firearms Association. Today, I want to discuss with you what is constitutional carry in 2021. First, what is constitutional carry? The Tennessee Firearms Association defines real constitutional carry as any person who can legally possess a firearm, is able to carry that firearm, and optimally able to carry it on publicly owned streets, sidewalks, parks, greenways, buildings, and other public property with very, very limited high security exceptions. This is what we define as constitutional carry. Tennessee Firearms Association uses the definition any legal person because the Second Amendment does not have an age limit in it. Indeed, at the time of the Second Amendment, the militia included all able-bodied men ages 18 and up, but oftentimes included those younger than 18. Certainly, the Second Amendment does not contemplate a 21 and up standard. In addition, the Second Amendment refers to the people. Typically, at the time of the Second Amendment's writing, the people included everyone ages 18 and up. 18-year-olds were considered adults with vested rights, including the right to vote, marry, generally to hold public office, and were subject to the compulsory draft. In our definition of constitutional carry, the TFA also uses the term firearms rather than any particular class of firearms. This is because the Second Amendment refers to the right to keep and bear arms. The Second Amendment doesn't say the right to keep and bear handguns or rifles or shotguns or any specific subclass. It says arms. Third, the Second Amendment says that the right shall not be infringed. There's no qualifying language on that mandate at all. Therefore, TFA defines real constitutional carry as a statutory environment where the right is recognized. In contrast, where a statute starts with the premise that it is a crime to carry with the intent to go armed, as Tennessee does in Tennessee Code Annotated Section 39-17-1307A, then the legislature is creating a defense or an exception to that prohibition. TFA categorizes that type of statutory scheme as a permitless carry situation, but not one involving true constitutional carry based on the language of the Second Amendment. When you look at 2021, there are actually three bills pending this year which address permitless carry or, in one instance, constitutional carry. The first bill we're going to discuss is Senate Bill 1291 by Senator Janice Bowling and its companion, House Bill 1388, by Representative Chris Todd. This bill removes the statutory language that makes it a crime to carry with the intent to go armed. If enacted, it would allow anyone who can legally possess a firearm to carry it in Tennessee openly or concealed. It does preserve the provisions of the existing law, which make it a crime for certain individuals with certain criminal histories or other factors, such as mental health adjudications, to possess firearms. This approach is the closest to real constitutional carry that we have pending this year because it eliminates the statutory premise that should never have existed in the first place. A second bill which also addresses permitless carry is Senate Bill 318 by Senator Joy Hensley and House Bill 18 by Representative Bruce Griffey. This bill creates an exception to a charge of illegal possession. That exception is for anyone who can legally possess a firearm, and it allows anyone to carry any firearm openly or concealed. 
This legislation also equates carrying a firearm under this provision with having the enhanced permit for purposes of protecting people who might want to carry a firearm in a public park or other places where the enhanced permit provides a defense. These two bills achieve much the same practical result but by different routes. A third bill is commonly referred to as the Governor's Bill. It is Senate Bill 765 by Senator Jack Johnson and House Bill 786 by Representative William Lamberth. This bill is probably the least desirable of the three options. Although Governor Lee has called this his constitutional carry bill, it really does not fit that definition. First, the bill would create an exception for those who are 21 years old or older, rather than allowing any legal possessor, which is what the Second Amendment calls for. The bill does have a provision that allows certain individuals who are 18 to 20 years old and in the military to carry without the requirement of a permit. However, we are concerned that that provision creates an equal protection challenge that might be brought against the state because other 18 to 20 year olds who are not covered by the military exception would not be able to carry under this provision. Secondly, the bill only allows for possession of handguns. That limiting infringement is not justified under the language of the Second Amendment, which protects all arms from infringement. Third, the bill has language indicating that in order for the exception to apply, the person must be in a place where they have a right to be. Again, this condition is not supported by a plain reading of the Second Amendment. Further, unlike the other two bills, the Governor's Bill also creates a crime package which will cost taxpayers approximately $17 million per year. In discussing this bill, the Senate Judiciary Chairman clearly did not call it a constitutional carry bill. To the contrary, he labored to describe it as merely a step moving the ball further down the field in the right direction. He did note that the bill was not everything I may have wanted in a bill that creates permitless carry, but it does get the ball further down the field. Senator Kerry Roberts also stated during the Senate hearings that he did not believe that this is a true constitutional carry bill. He referred to it only as an incremental step towards the goal of true constitutional carry. One has to wonder with so many House and Senate members stating on the record that the goal is constitutional carry, why the bill that is the least likely to achieve that goal appears to be the bill with the most support. As a practical matter, the answer may be because it's the governor's bill. The fact that it's the governor's bill means that the governor has allocated money in its proposed budget to cover the bill and its substantial crime package. But why are several Republican legislators in the legislature that is controlled by a Republican supermajority noting that it is not everything that they want and that it is only an incremental step? That is not real constitutional carry. Who is impairing the progress and making an incremental step the most likely step to be addressed this year? Well, it could be the governor. After all, he claims the bill as his and he might not want it changed to be real constitutional carry. That makes some sense because early on when he was campaigning for governor, he was initially against any permitless carry and preferred to keep the existing permitting system in place. But it could also be the Lieutenant Governor, Randy McNally. Although he technically represents the same number of people as any other state senator, he has a lot more power and authority as the Lieutenant Governor. That power and authority comes, at least in part, 
from the fact that he appoints and can remove other senators from committee chairs, official appointments, and even office locations. Perhaps he is the one who is doing or saying something to discourage any amendments to fix the governor's incremental legislation or to enact one of the better bills. It might also be that it's Cameron Sexton who's the Speaker of the House. He holds similar power as the Lieutenant Governor, but so far as we've been able to determine, there's nothing to indicate that he is opposing real constitutional carry. It might also be that it's any one of several committee chairs in the House or the Senate, but once again, there does not appear to be any facts that we can point to to suggest that any of them are actually stonewalling progress towards real constitutional carry. For now, the call to action may be for Tennesseans who want real constitutional carry to call the governor and to call the lieutenant governor, Randy McDowell, and to call the Speaker of the House and to ask them to enact real constitutional carry this year. Make sure you point out to them that real constitutional carry means any person who can legally possess a firearm can carry that firearm openly or concealed without the necessity of a handgun permit. We do not need legislation that merely moves the ball a little further down the field, but does not score a goal for the full restoration of our constitutionally protected rights. We do not need incrementalism that leaves full tasks to be accomplished, if ever, in the future. This has been an update from the Tennessee Firearms Association. You can get more information on our website at www.tennesseefirearms.com. That's www.tennesseefirearms.com.